0: Hi everyone, welcome to the Irish Boys Podcast. Here tonight to watch Manchester United play Galatasaray at the kitchen table of Mums. How are you?
1: I'm fine. Cold, but fine.
0: It's freezing today, yeah. It, it is really is. cold. Speaking of weather, what is Turkey? That's it's intense, torrential. that rain. Yeah, it, I know there are some damning photographs and I think there's a lot of social media posts going out and you can see like the torrential rain hitting the pitch and that demonstration of the ball being thrown up into the air and dropping. But Galatasaray is a professional football team. With a bit of clout about them in Europe, you know the pitch won't be that bad.
1: No, they're a big club. But I was reading the Turkish papers, and before anybody starts, no, I don't read. I'm not. Don't speak or read. No, I took a look at Turkish Tur- one time. I wouldn't but, even try and um, Google Translate. But it was saying that that flights in and out of Istanbul are cancelled because of high winds. Yeah. I'll,
0: it's going to be adverse weather conditions. But we need to win tonight. This is the biggest thing. Even it I have is, a buzz for this game yeah. because we need to win.
1: Yeah, I've seen the team selection. Oh, disappointed. Yeah, yeah really deflated disappointed. a bit by that. Yeah. I don't get it. No. Like, I, um, I'm not very pro-Eric Ten Hag. I don't want to say i sacked. But I would sack him in that selection alone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's
0: just the message that it sends out to the young players in that team. That... Kobe Maynou plays exceptionally well at the weekend but he's not seen as good enough to start tonight it's the pragmatic, safe pragmatic approach is right. I called every player in my team selection apart from Diawudalo and it's because I wasn't picking the team that I wanted to see I was picking the team that I knew in my head and heart this man would play because it's my biggest critique of him he's so safe, he's so pragmatic McTominay and Amberbot are seen as experienced players over the youngster Kobe Maynou and I think it'll come back to bite him
1: I think what disappointed me the most was Anthony is straight back into that team
0: Yes, Anthony is...
1: As if he's a star it player. What does
0: I mean, we argued Police 3 on the last I podcast. I sorry for that, lad. You know, we were talking about it, and irregardless of my feelings, I don't think Police 3 is better than Anthony or Marcus Rashford. But I concede your point when you're talking about form and how, you know, these moments are brilliant. Give, give him give, a chance. Give him a chance. And tonight's the perfect opportunity to do that because Anthony isn't going to kick up if Police 3 gets on because Anthony was missing at the weekend with a knock and Marcus Rashford is missing. But he still won't play that, lad.
1: But so sell him. The, that's my point, Rory. You'd think that he's pulling up trees Yeah, from the start of his career at Man United. Do you know what I'm saying? He's not. No. He's, he's been a hit and a miss, he's been inconsistent, and yet he walks into one of the biggest games that we have, I would say, in Eric Ten Hag's career at Man United.
0: I think, yeah, I, I kept talking about it, you know, and saying you know, it has to test and stuff like that this is the biggest five games of his Manchester United career so far because he has got himself into form and he's being helped by the fact that you know, they are in the position they are in the league. Even though the football isn't great, he's still winning. And I've always said it takes a very, very good football team to play poorly and still win games. So I think we're hoping now that we're going to see this very, very good football team kick into action and start playing football. But I think he should be braver than with his yeah, squad Actually, I think Kobe maybe gets you playing better football just I
1: think major. a lot of United fans would be bitterly disappointed that he was dropped.
0: Yeah. But look, the atmosphere tonight is going to be insane. I watched them walk out right onto the pitch to a chorus of boos from Galatasaray fans. They are really up for this. Oh, it They're going to cauldron. Yeah. I think they have sort of set out their their game plan for tonight. We are going to make this as uncomfortable for you guys as possible. So, do you think that fit into his team selection? Maybe the occasion would overall I what think
1: there are a couple of variables. It could be that, and it could be the weather as well. That pitch is going to be very, very heavy tonight. Yes. Yeah, so, Kobe so, Maynard who's coming back from an injury, a long term injury. Maybe that. Has Amrabat not been hurt the whole season? I don't know about
0: Amrabat. Amrabat is question marks. I really want this lad to have a defining game tonight. I really do. I mean, there is a player there. I watched clips, I watched the World Cup. And I watched when Morocco played, and he was a He He was so, so good. He was so good at holding midfield. Even
1: Fiorentina, he was excellent. He was, and it's his passing that does
0: that. It's his tenacity, but his range of passing and his ability to get the ball for it is incredible. Now, we're not seeing that from Manchester United this season for one reason or another, but I want to see that tonight. It has to click to me.
1: To go back to your point, his selection at times, playing players, dropping players, there's no consistency in some of the players because they're not getting a run in the team
0: but this this is what annoys me with this man right? he's contradictory because he came out and he said it's all about getting rotations and it's about getting you know these players playing in partnerships and he keeps talking about link up between players and this is the reason that Maguire and Lindelof are playing and we'll get to Raphael for around a minute and then he takes Kobe Manu out of the team and he's got Scott McTominay and Amrabat. he's choosing to play another midfield parent tonight so you can't come out and say that you need to forge relationships and parents. I agree. And I, then
1: I do sorry, I do agree, but the pitch could have a big factor in his selection tonight. I said I know that sounds like an excuse, but the pitch will be really heavy. I say Copingman who's coming back from a long term injury, maybe he doesn't want to risk the lad.
0: I said it's you at the weekend, yourself and Kieran. Kieran's missing because he's trim. he's gonna be here for the half time and also he's gonna be here for the end of the game. And I can't wait to hear what the excuse is with this one. Because I told you at the weekend, this manager is a pragmatist. Kobe Maynou has no chance of making it into the first team. Everyone was calling for Maynou to be a mainstay now. He's going to be the next big thing for Manchester United, but he has to play. That will not happen under Arton Hag. I disagree. Arcten-Hag has Kobe Mayneux available for selection tonight? There's no excuse not to play him. And he has chosen Scott McTominay. I to have play listed
1: it. an excuse not to play him. It's a viable excuse. Oh, you're looking
0: for excuses. I'm not
1: looking for excuses. It's a viable it's excuse. It's
0: because the
1: pitch it's is wet. wet. The pitch
0: is saturated. Oh, so the pitch is wet. And how? Kobe Manu's playing, not playing tonight because the pitch is wet. I can't stomach that. That sounds like nonsense to me. Is Play
1: not playing tonight because the pitch is wet? Because you can't stomach Eric Ten Hag and you want him out.
0: No, I choose to see the black and white instead of the grey. You're looking for the grey. No, Maybe black Kobe... all the time, Roy. Maybe Kobe, Kobe Menu is not playing tonight because the pitch is wet. No, he's not playing tonight because he wasn't picked. That's as far as I can see. I don't look for windy excuses. I don't look for wee optimistic whippets and wee snips to make Earthen Hag look better than himself. He chose not to play him. That's it. He chose not to play Leicester tonight. That's it. Anthony walks back in. He's choosing not to play Raphael Brown tonight because he doesn't want to play him. That's it. I don't concede this partnership, wet pitch, you know, nonsense. This it's is a man nonsense. making his own decisions. I, it is a man who's choosing his own team. And I hope this team works tonight. But where I'm really afraid is Scott McTominay and Sophie Amrabat trying to hold midfield against their three in the middle. Saha, Thrice Martins, and Sake. That has pace. That has the ability to run at people and McTominay and Amrabat do not have the ability to comprehensively keep control of the ball.
1: Well, Scott is not a holding midfielder for one. No.
0: Look, do you think that Kobe Maynou would be able to retain the ball better than McTominay and I think Amrabat? Kobe
1: Maynou, again going back to your point, is going to be a mainstay in that Man United side. But maybe Eric Ten Hag has looked at different factors and said, this one's not for you
0: do you know that's an, an issue the time will tell I, I can't wait to sit in five games time when we get through the Newcastle game and gloat know, no I'm not gloat I hope I'm wrong I don't want to be right but I can only see what I can see and it's the consistency how many players did I get right from the team selection today I only got Dallo wrong and do you know why that is because I sat and thought what will Eric Hag do in this situation what would I pragmatically do if I wanted to play this as safe as possible I wouldn't play Kobe Minu. I'd play Scott and number because it's defensive and it holds midfield. And I wouldn't play play three because it's a risk. I'll play a good old Anthony who'll track back for me all game. He'll do fuck all going forward. But he'll track back for me and he'll work hard. And I don't want to lose tonight. So that's what I'm doing.
1: Well, I have a big optimistic head on.
0: Sure do. I, I want No, you me... don't.
1: There's nothing optimistic about you.
0: <laughs> there is when the team selection is right and when I have a good feeling about it. I have... I have a dodgy feeling about this. I hope we're not sitting at half-time with a game out of sight. I'd love to be ahead, but I'm not going to sit here and, just for the sake of it, not give my opinion, I'm expecting to be sitting here talking at half-time when we're down. I am. I don't think that midfield retains the ball tonight, and I think Torreira, Ndombele, and Rhys Martins will have looked at that team and thought, right, we're going at Scott. We're going at Amrabat. No cohesion there. Haven't really played together. Scott's not great on the ball. Let's press, harass, and get out Manchester United tonight.
1: Well, I hope
0: you're wrong. <laughs> score prediction? 2-1 United. I think it'll be 2-0 Galatasaray at halftime. And then I'll make another decision at half time on what the, the final score is going to be. But I, again, I really hope I'm wrong. i not cheating. Hey, i tell you what. I think tonight's 3-1 the Galatasaray. I think Galatasaray will win the first half. I think that they will get at Manchester United and the way Manchester United are playing football at the minute, I don't think they'll want Galatasaray to get at us.
1: I, I- think it's set up me, personally, for the counter-attack tonight.
0: Yeah, I would agree. Maybe that's the tactic. Maybe Lindelof and Maguire to lump long balls. Hopefully forwards get onto them. them. Um, but mostly in counter-attacking football, you're counting on your midfield to be you to of trouble. And Sofian Amrabat is going to need to have the game of his Manchester United career so far to spray passes in behind that back lane. Because Sasha Boy and Angelino, as we know from the time Oli played Leipzig, and we had Angelino destroy us, decimate us in the Champions League. They're quick, they're pacey. They are not going to let Garnaccio and Anthony run down the wing against them.
1: I understand what you're saying, Rory. Right, but you can't be quick and pacey on a saturated pitch. We don't know how saturated the pitch is.
0: I like think I said this at the start. Erik Hag has come out in his post or his pre-game, sorry, comments and said the pitch is fine. Pitch looks good. You know the rain has sort of tailed off now in Turkey. That pitch is to be rain saturated system. though. Okay, oh, well, but I mean, we play in England. When did we turn, turn around and become the daffodils of, oh, it's a wet pitch, so we're going to play differently?
1: No.
0: I don't see that as an excuse, Mum. Can't, I can't stomach that. Oh, it's a wet pitch, so we've a right to play it. Poor. It's not just no. wet, it's saturated. You can say saturated as many times as you want. It sounds saturated, like wet to me. Saturated, saturated. It sounds like wet to me. And it's an excuse. It's another excuse before the, the moment comes so that you can sit at half time and say, oh, well, Hag has a, an out here because we have a wet pitch to play against.
1: Nah. No, he's no out tonight. He has to win.
0: If he's losing at half time, I think he won't have. Look, we'll talk about it at half Yeah, okay. It's going to be interesting to see. I'm expecting 2 0 at halftime. That's what I'm so to you. <laughs> Enjoy the match, folks. We'll be back Bye at half And breathe. Half time descends. God, I got that one wrong. Mm-hmm. Fair play. Credit where it's due. That first move for that first goal was absolutely brilliant from United.
1: Brilliant
0: goal. Cool. Some of the best football I've seen United play this year. Ivan being strong. Bruno's Birdo, had an amazing first half. Really has. And Garnacho again?
1: He's becoming a bit undropable now, is he, he not?
0: Rashford can't get back I mean, You know how much of a champion of Rashford I am. But he can't get back into the team over Garnacho at the minute.
1: It would be an injustice. Oh, 110%. Like it definitely would.
0: Um, how do you think you need the play?
1: I think we started off great. I think the two goals buoyed us. And then I think their goal deflated us.
0: Yeah, I think, uh, and I'm, gonna, I keep saying I'm going to be positive, but I'm going to say what I say. <laughs> I'm going to say what i saying. They're better than we are uh, playing football. They're keeping the ball a lot better, and it's exactly what I was afraid of. It's in Domble with Torreira and um, Dries Mortens. They're keeping the ball brilliantly in midfield and stroking it about. And what is frustrating for me as a United fan is they're playing like a team that's turning up, whereas we've gone into our shells and started being pragmatically defensive again. And you and I were talking during the match and I think it's because our players can't play like that. Would you concede that Torreira and Ndombele and Dries Mortens are probably more technically gifted in our midfield?
1: They shouldn't be. Shouldn't be. They definitely shouldn't be. And that's a more settled midfield that Galatasaray have. That's an established midfield. We chop and change our midfield. And me personally... McTominay should be nowhere near that midfield
0: yeah do you know Scott has moments of individual brilliance and we've said this all season he's brilliant at getting forward he's brilliant at getting the box and he gives a presence and that's what Eric Hag likes about him but if we had a more technically I don't know gifted midfielder in there if we had a a Kobe Mianu in three years
1: I would take Scott McTominay off and put Kobe Mianu on yeah
0: I don't understand why I really wanted to see Amrabat play with Mianu but he loves Scott McTominay I mean, we talk all the time about form and the players that are, you know, in form and, and having to play in the team. And I've said a few times, I think, that form doesn't guarantee you a starting place. I think if there are more technically, if the players that could play my system on the bench, I would be playing them. But he doesn't, this manager. He persists with Maguire and McTominay game on game because he trusts them.
1: He might surprise us in the second half. A nice surprise. No. My optimistic head on.
0: It has been really good to watch for the changes in Man United. There are spells in this game where we look more positive and we look, you know, the football is better. But I think we are being hindered by our manager's team selection.
1: I and think, sorry, Rory. I think from the start of the season, we we are definitely being hindered by our midfield selection.
0: Yeah, I mean, well. We've argued on this podcast that you think that Varane and Martinez and Guerin is a big champion. Of this when Varane Martinez come back as a parent, and the football is going to improve. But he has Varane on the bench again I guess Like, he has a player there that I don't he can play over Harry Maguire. Like,
1: he doesn't like playing Varane with, um, I'm not black and white, I'm more grey. And I think he doesn't like playing Varane in a partnership with either Lindelof or Harry Maguire. But he did it last year. He did it last year. When
0: Martinez was out... Now, this is Martinez's first injury. Martinez spent six games out last season. And when that injury came about, he had a fully-fit Harry Maguire, a fully-fit Raphael Varane, and a fully-fit Victor Lindelof. And he paired Raphael Varane with Victor Lindelof. So he did it last season. But the reason he won't do it this season is he likes Harry Maguire in the way Harry Maguire plays. Harry Maguire plays earth and high style of football. He's really strong. I think you're
1: wrong. I'm sorry. Then but why I isn't think, he playing him? I think he's not dropping Harry Maguire because... What has Harry Maguire done to be dropped?
0: Yeah, but you just said that you think that Raphael Varane and Martínez are the better partnership that would play better football. Yes. And now you're saying he's not playing Raphael Varane because Harry Maguire hasn't done anything wrong. So is he sacrificing football?
1: No, Martínez is still injured. He can't play Varane and Martínez. Martínez is still injured. The only time he can play Varane and Martínez now is in January Martínez comes back.
0: Okay, Kieran has me at this point as well. Do you know what? We'll just leave that one there. I'm excited to see Martin Martinez come back and Varane still not play or leave because then I wonder where you search for your excuses there with the Harry Maguire situation. I choose to believe he plays Harry Maguire because he likes the way Harry Maguire plays football. And I know that sounds totally disbelievable to some fans, but that's the black and white at the minute. That's what's right there in front of us. He's a fully fit Raphael Varane. He partnered Varane with Lindelof last season. Now he's not.
1: Right, okay. I agree with you. We'll just park that.
0: We will. Now... Would we'll take Varana Maguire out of it. I would say that Varana Maguire are a massive component to not being able to keep possession of the ball because Veran's that wee bit better on it. In the midfield, is he completely hindered by the absence now of Casemiro in Mount or should the midfield be playing that wee bit better? And do you think he will change things to try and regain control of the game in midfield in the second half or persist in what he's saying?
1: I think the midfield the personnel in midfield should be playing better, yes. And should be coached to play better. They're, they're quality players, but his selection again was persistent with Scott McTominay. And I don't want to dig Scott McTominay out. Scott McTominay is a good footballer, but he's a squad player. I hate seeing his name on the team sheet as a starter game after game.
0: Yeah, I agree. I totally agree. But I go right back to what I said at the start of it. He could have picked me in, but he didn't. He did, yeah. Do you know what I mean? He, he has to live and die now by his selections. Look, we're talking as if we've just lost a football match here. We're 2 1 up. The big worry is that Galatasaray yeah, have taken hold of the game. The move for Garnacho's goal is exactly how United should play football. It was quick. It was fluid. People moving everywhere. they confused and baffled Galatasaray and scored. And then Bruno Fernandes. Oh, my God. Yeah, he's been
1: exceptional tonight.
0: Are him and Garnacho having a competition to see who can score the, the best goal of the season? Do you think mm-hmm. that's what it is? I mean, Garnacho's in the lead. It's going to take some beating. But what a hit by Bruno. Oh, that was
1: Brilliant. It was really quality.
0: Absolute well, joy to watch. You said before the game that the score would be two one. Are you sticking with it? It's Two one there. God, I hope so. <laughs> he already was offside by millimeters, but he was offside.
1: Absolute millimeters. Yeah. yeah, That ball. But has, it wasn't. That was. Sorry, to interrupt, Rory. That was scary. How easy they beat the press.
0: Yeah, that scary. ball has come a few times and a few uh, times have yeah. been offside, but they know it's there, that sort of looping one round the centre-backs. Like, they know our full-backs are going to push on so they play the ball from deeper, but it's a good tactic from Gallifast, right?
1: I think it depends now the second half. Big decisions for Eric Ten Hag. Does he change the personnel early into the second half? Does he bring Menu on? Does he take McTominay off? Big decisions for him to make now this second half because we, we were hanging on at the end of that first half.
0: Yeah and I'm expecting him to just blow ahead with the team that he has out and not make any changes because that's kind of the manager he is. This has been, in a pragmatic and realist sense, this is a win. This is 2-1 at half time. Yes they are, aren't controlling midfield and they aren't controlling possession but they look solid enough to keep Galatasaray out and I think he would be happy with that. You know, He, he's, he reminds me of Louis van Gaal and Jose Mourinho. What are you all panicking over? You're not losing, we're winning. We could score again. You know, it could be 3-1 in the first 10 minutes of the first half. and then So he won't make any changes at halftime, I don't think. I think he will happily persist with this team because it won the first half. I agree with you, though. I would like to see Kobe Minou come on and a team of the calibre of Manchester United, who are 2-1 up now in Turkey against what should be an inferior Turkish sign, boss the game. Minou and Amrouat keeping the ball with Bruno, pass the ball around, stroke it around, force Galatas right back into their shells. Yeah. It's their... Galatasaray haven't been spectacular but United through no fault of the players in the pitch I think we go into the trap and be like oh we're letting them back into it they're not choosing to let them back into it they're just not good enough or cohesive enough or able to play those passing segments that we're seeing Galatasaray do apart from when we played around the defence but it's far too deep so I said it was going to be 2-0 half time. it is 2-1 to Manchester United I'm shell-shocked in a nice way in in a very nice way I think this has been better tonight It has You said at the Everton game You've seen the green shoots Of good football coming back And I think because They were so poor in spells I really struggled to see it I'm seeing it tonight I just think there are Components in the team I'm coming down to personnel now Scott McTominay shouldn't be In this team tonight He's not able to retain the ball Get a more technically Gifted player like who Onto the pitch And I think we beat Galatasaray
1: Well fingers crossed
0: Fingers crossed Who's going to be the hero Of the second half
1: I think you're natural.
0: My hero is going to be Bruno. I think Bruno was excellent in the first half and if he keeps his head, doesn't get he sent off? I think he's in for a world even. He's played brilliantly.
1: Before we go, Anthony has surprised me.
0: Anthony's been brilliant.
1: I think he's been really Oh, Nana's good.
0: a total fault for that goal, by the
1: way. Oh, yeah.
0: Hey, whatever way he organised that I wall. That it was
1: yeah, but, Well, if he organised the wall... It he's the goalkeeper the shambles, he organised the wall absolute shambles I've
0: never played in any football team or seen any football team where your goalkeeper doesn't organise the wall he organised the wall it was a shoot a howler you know you, you just tell Bruno Fernandez. what is Bruno Fernandez doing standing over there it's like somebody dropped a pawn onto the football pitch and he was unable to move get in the middle of the two Galatasaray lads or stand behind them so if they split the ball hits you which they did do which they did do but he was standing oh I don't know howler but we will see how the second half goes
1: I'm Fingers crossed, everyone. I'm excited. Fingers crossed.
0: Let's see how this goes. Go, go, Man United. And there it goes. The Champions League dreams of Manchester United for another season. Unless something drastic, drastic happens. How are you feeling after that?
1: Deflated. Because it was, it was such a high and then two awful goalkeeping mistakes. Terrible I mean the first
0: one For the free kick He doesn't organise his wall properly And the ball just comes through And Hagman's But the second one The second one Was the Andrew and Anna We all feared At the start of the season And that person had gone away And then tonight It's come back Is it the occasion Of the Champions League Those big occasions That he can't raise? to Do you think Or uh, no, is it just I don't just, think so Are we seeing a, a, An area of improvement For this man Where you're looking At set pieces And going right You're not elite When it comes to goalkeeping And set pieces so that needs to be worked on. You need to figure out how to set up a wall, and but I mean that's the basics of fucking keeping, like, isn't it?
1: Yeah, but I think Ajax fans and Inter fans have said that he's got those awful mistakes in him.
0: Yeah, yeah. That you
1: will have games that he will be an absolute clown.
0: He made some brilliant saves tonight. Absolutely, I thought he made some brilliant, brilliant saves tonight. Tonight could have been seven each. It was that sort of match. It
1: was brilliant to watch. And if you're neutral.
0: Yeah, oh God, it was, it was exhausting to watch as a fan. It was. Do you know, I'm finding it very hard to go into my negative rant. I don't like the result. I hate the outcome of what it's going to cost us. But there was spurt and there was fight tonight. What I will say is, his in-game decision making at times is fucking baffling. Yeah,
1: i questioned some of his substitutions, but I agree with you. They only scored one goal from open play. They did. We scored three goals. Yeah, this seemed good goals.
0: They seemed to spark into life when they were down. You know, it was like we couldn't get away from them. We would go ahead like we did the 2-0 and then they started to control the game. We talked about it at halftime. They started to control and boss the game. And then kind of against, you know, the wrong... They were trying to control the game and then we scored. And you're it, thinking, oh my God, here we go. Yes, we're there.
1: Yeah, but it was reminiscent of the um, Everton game where we let Everton come back into it and they bossed us for a good 10 minutes. It was 10 minutes chaos. Yeah, and it was the same tonight.
0: But I think that chaos is invited onto us by our manager's decision-making tactically and it's something that I consistently go on about I'll probably keep going on about it until I see it come from this team or until this man is replaced. If you are in that position, that 3-1 position, you need to control the game and keep the ball. Now, I would argue the best players at his disposal tonight for tackling, pressing, controlling space and keeping hold of the ball would have been Kobe Manu. Sofian Amrabat and Bruno Fernandes. And this is not a goal at Scott McTominay, because I know we constantly it goes at Scott not McTominay. But you're right. Scott scored again tonight, but that is Scott's... That's all he did. Yes, he scores goals, but he's very poor at closing and tackling. He's a bit headless chicken in, in that scenario, and he cannot keep the ball. But he takes Scott McTominay and pairs him with Kobe Maynard tonight and puts Maynard in doing the same thing Amrabat was doing. Now, Kobe Maynard played really, really well, but it didn't impact the game. They didn't control the midfield all of a sudden because Kobe Maynard had come on. So when he's on the sidelines and he can't see that taking Scott McTominay off and adding Kobe Maynou in would allow Bruno Fernandes, Sophie Amrabat and Maynou an element of control and Manchester United able to keep the ball a bit better, that worries me. Because then I think, are you happy with how this is tactically playing out? Is it to frustrate and catch them on the counter-attack? And Scott's brilliant at that. So are you leaving Scott on to hit them on the break? And I mean, it worked, They scored. But you don't control the game. And the ultimate consequence of the Scott McTominay goal is that Manchester United ended up losing in the end because they couldn't control the game. Now, we had chances, but they had chances. And that was because, like you said, like we've seen in the Everton game, you know, we just can't control
1: games. Yeah, but we fight pressure at times. We seem to go 1-0 up. We went 2-0 up tonight. And then we let the opposition back in. For control. whatever reason, control, Yeah, control is right.
0: We can't keep the ball. We don't
1: protect the ball well At all But we can't, we can't
0: When I say we can't keep the ball We have players that are big and physical And will protect the ball on their own But keeping the ball to me Is moving into space passing the ball, Almost passing that team to death tonight You're 2-0 up in Turkey Kill them Pass them to death Knock the ball around Frustrate the life out of them But Manchester United seem to have A real reluctance to do that So when they go to go forward They rush play they times. Go, Yeah they go forward in a heartbeat yeah. Now we all say that we want to see United play quicker But let's be really clear On what we're saying what I'm saying is I want Manchester United to be able to pass in triangles up the pitch, get the ball up there quickly through passing and rhythm movements. What I'm seeing is quick passes out to players with, players with pace who can drive the team forward and take the ball on. But when they're asked to control midfield or they're asked to pass the ball about in midfield and the team has got back in the ship, we can't do it. And the consequence is that Gallup has to get chance after chance because they walk through the midfield. And I think Kobe Manu and Sophie Amrabat could have gave. It's easy to say in hindsight, Yeah. But they could have gave United that element of control in midfield. So that decision for me was massive on the game.
1: Yeah, that midfield for me tonight was too loose with the personnel in it. Scott yeah. McTominay and Sophie Amrabat did not work. We don't get me wrong. We we deserved our two 0 lead we definitely did yeah 100 Yeah. but it the was... midfield should have been solidified with in my opinion Amrabat and Manu yeah and this is,
0: should have started this is where I got really annoyed because I could see his decision making uh, it was to put Kobe Manu on to exert that element of control you know the game is there you've won the game this is ours take it back and let's go against Bayern Munich but his decision in that moment was right this will control the game will take off Amrabat and put me in doing the same role. And that makes you look tactically inept because you can't see past your favourite players. You know, you can't see past Scott McTominay because Scott's scoring goals and Scott's a yes man. He does whatever the manager wants him to do. And Scott has a place at Manchester United. I don't think he should have been sold in the summer. I think he has shown that he adds real value in certain situations. As a
1: squad player. As a
0: squad player, as a goal scorer. I'm a starter. I think Scott McTominay shouldn't have been on the pitch from the start and if you bring Scott on in the last 20 minutes when the game is stretched and everybody's everywhere, I think Scott McTominay could have bagged one or two more.
1: I 100% agree. Because
0: Scott was out in his feet at the end but he still nearly scored. But that's when Scott McTominay ultimately consequences the game. But what I'm saying is, Scott started, I've made my bones with that. To have a look at that game tonight and to put Menu in for Amrabat and let Manu do the exact same role Albeit with a bit more class, was baffling to me. Was wrong. Surely you should keep Sophie Amrabat and Kobe Minoo on the pitch, two players with defensive output that can hold and control the game. They're good technical players in their own right, but he stuck with his He's Stuck with Scott. It's it's indicative of the Harry McGuire situation and the argument we consistently seem to have over Raphael Varane. And this is what I'm talking about when I start to have a go with this. He sticks with McGuire because he likes McGuire.
1: McGuire
0: was solid tonight though Rory he was McGuire
1: was he was I'm solid so was of Scott McGuire,
0: but I don't think Scott Scott was had a bad anonymous
1: no I disagree with you but that I is Scott Scott's
0: yeah. doing what Scott does Harry Maguire's doing what Harry Maguire does you can't put Scott McLominy into that team and expect that team to control a game and play a more passing based, focused football because that's not what Scott does but he chose Scott and he knows what he's going to get from Scott but he chooses him game on game so he's happy enough with that do you know what I mean? As much as it's frustrating to think, as, as annoying as it is United fans actually believe your manager would think this way, he trusts Scott to start. He doesn't find a, an issue with Scott being anonymous. As long as Scott gets on the end of those balls and gets the ball in the net, he will relinquish control of a football game as long as Scott gets laid into the box and the score. I, I don't like that. No. I don't think it's what I expected from him. Or at Tinhag. But it's what we're seeing. And Harry Maguire is another example of it. Would Raphael Varane change the football of Manchester United if he committed to the team? I believe he massively would, yes. I don't think he needs Martin back. He played with Rindloff before, but our manager is choosing to play Harry Maguire over over Raphael Varane. He's choosing to play Scott McTominay tonight over Kobe Maneu. He chose to keep Scott McTominay on the pitch over Sofian Amrabat. He chose bafflingly to take Facundo Palestri finally onto the pitch. Who now And stick him on the left. And stuck him on the left to keep Anthony on the right. Anthony, who's left-footed, he seems to love that. Who has
1: played on the left?
0: Yeah, but he loves that. He loves that inverted winger, that winger who doesn't kick with the traditional foot. If you're a right-footed player, you're going to play off the left. If you're a left-footed player, you'll play off the right. So he put Pleassty on at left wing again. The Playstery threatened and he did well. Pleassty's a good, hard-working player.
1: It's his decision-making tonight. I just can't yeah, get more of no, it. Not just tonight. His in-game management at times is baffling.
0: Do you think that they were tactically good enough tonight? It was chaos, like you said. It,
1: it was like a hybrid match where we were concerned. We did, I know what you're saying about controlling the game. You look at that first goal. You yeah. look at the movement for that first goal. Yeah. It was fantastic. It really was. And we were at the, on the edge of our seat, even before Gannachos scored. And then they revert back to drudgery at times.
0: Do you know what I've seen? I've seen Galatasaray control and dominate the ball, force opportunities for themselves to score, and I've seen a Manchester United team regress and revert to last year's counter-attacking football. And it created chances, and they almost got in. But would those chances have been there if Galatasaray hadn't decided to go at United? Probably not. So they counter-attacked Galatasaray and almost got themselves into the win.
1: I agree with you. A lot of those players revert back to what they know. Revert back to what was drilled into them in previous managers. No, I'm not saying that. I think well, that's an I'm saying that. No, how is that an excuse.
0: They were counter-attacking to because they were forced into being counter-attacking by a better team.
1: Galatas, every, right. every team that Man United has played this season, according to you, has been a better team, plays better football, and has a system.
0: No, that's not fair. That is. I haven't said it in everyone. I said that we were better than Everton. I said we were better than Sheffield United. I said we were better than Luton. I think you get frustrated at me because I expect more from Manchester United and you just want United to win. So you can't see what I can see and that is Galatasaray with a better team tonight. Manchester United scored brilliant goals. They could have caught Galatasaray cold on the counter-attack. they could
1: have scored more than three goals tonight. Yeah,
0: they could have, it could have been seven. But the football as a whole, again game was shit.
1: And I'm sorry, but we lost that game with two very bad goalkeeping mistakes. Oh, I know that. I, do you know,
0: this is the run of games I wanted yourself and Kieran to see. And I want Manchester United fans to see. Because I don't think this is the first time United will crumble in a big game in the next five or six. Manchester United are not a good football team at the minute. They have brilliant players. They're set up poorly. And I think tonight against Galatasaray, our manager and our goalkeeper, who he chose to bring into this team, have cost us the Champions League place. Now, I think we close the chapter on this one. It's not a loss. It's a draw. They have scored brilliant goals and they played really good in matches. But... We said this was the asset test and it's over for one for Eric Ten Hag. He needed to win.
1: Well, would you not say, in all honesty, right, that we lost that game because of Andre O'Nana?
0: Andre O'Nana was a big contributor to it. He was. Um, I think that the game was far too open.
1: Yeah, but they didn't score in that openness. They scored from two free kicks that Bruno Fernandes gave away, unnecessarily, and two goals that were totally
0: avoidable oh 110% but no they, there right hold on we'll just we'll take it out right and we'll oh go back God, and we'll Mr. see Stats. it is because that's what we have to look at yourself and Kieran are big believers in you know the, the win is the win and we're in form yeah. and we're doing this <laughs> and he's just series. fucked the side of the Champions League tonight because he's tactically inept and that's what I can't get over so let's just have a look and see the brilliant Manchester United that played against Galatas right tonight right I didn't say they were brilliant. big chances in the game Galatasaray had six, United had three. United scored their three, Galatasaray missed three other big chances apart from the three goals. Where are
1: you getting those stats from? Football. here you go. So you can see it. They're not right
0: half the time. You can argue with whatever you want. The stats said they had six big chances. I seen Andrew and make at least two big saves that I could refer back to. Manchester United, outside of what they scored, nothing. So I would argue Galatasaray was a better team. Hmm?
1: That's Brandeis the big chance the missed
0: then, obviously. Yeah, Bruno's hitting the post.
1: Well, then there's more than three. We scored three goals and then we missed a big chance. That's four. So four. Right.
0: They had six big chances. Like In terms of overall chances, Galatasaray Lesteries had 16. At the end, Manchester five. United had nine. So they had 16 chances to score, according to this. We had nine. So would you concede the Galatasaray were the better? Also, they had 60% of the ball and we had 40% and their expected goals ratio was 2.4 and ours was 1.7 so the mighty Manchester United who came to Galatasaray and in your opinion played well, statistically got slaughtered,
1: played well in patches
0: but not overall. My point, original point before we started this was that Galatasaray is a better team tonight.
1: No I thought it was pretty even.
0: Okay well we all see things differently. Yes
1: that's the way I, I watched the match I thought it was pretty even. Does
0: it fill you full of confidence now for the Newcastle game?
1: I'm not doom and gloom for the Newcastle game, and I'm not fearing going into the Newcastle game.
0: Okay. Do you think United will beat Newcastle? I'm not
1: one of those fans who, oh my god, we're going to get slaughtered at St James's Park, we're not.
0: It's okay. At what point now that they're out of the Champions League do you admit defeat not, with Everton? Hag?
1: technically they're not out of the Champions League.
0: They're going to go out. At what point do you admit defeat then with Everton? Hag like tonight is a hammer blow to I this season. This. But I don't think the Champions League defines our season this season because no, I still think it's a transitional one.
1: I have, I have said this in previous podcasts that I will judge Eric Ten Hag at the end of the season. And that's me.
0: Well, here's the big one. I said on the previous podcast that as a Manchester United fan, you should wake up in the morning and aspire to win the Premier League and the Champions League. And if you don't do that, then you're not living in the Manchester United mould. You know, you should Your aspire world. to be better. Huh? Well, maybe you as a Manchester United fan accept the current situation of Manchester United if you're happy to get top four. At present,
1: yes, I do. Because I know that there's going to be progression.
0: Do you see Eriksen Haag winning the league in the Champions League? That's the ultimate goal for a Manchester United monitor. Have you seen enough from this man to say you can win the league and I see you toppling Klopp and Guardiola?
1: Well, not this season.
0: Did you see it last season? No. So no is the ultimate answer.
1: I didn't Um, say that. I but said... If no, you haven't I, seen it this I, season, are
0: you talking about art?
1: No. What I mean is, right, the man is not in the job two years yet, right? Yeah. If he doesn't win either the Champions... No, if he... Right, I'm going to stick my neck on the line here, right? If he doesn't win the Premier League in the third season, yes, he has to go. So
0: you would stick with him for three seasons?
1: If there's progression.
0: There's not? You've just admitted it?
1: If... This season, we are mid-table, then yes, he has to go, right? But if this season, he is top five, because apparently top five so now giving, we get Champions League, right? So I would give him another now. season.
0: Hold on. Does top five get you... Does fifth place get you into the Champions yeah.
1: League? Does the new rules, yes.
0: Because it's a bigger tournament? Yes. So, how do we think he's going to finish? He has to get
1: into the Champions League. That's and that's when you give version. up... If he doesn't, yeah, you would have to be
0: assessed. But well, that's a realistic goal, I think, to make top four. I don't see him doing it. So, you obviously do.
1: Yeah, I see him doing it.
0: You think he'll make the top five as it is this season? Yeah. Who do you think they'll topple out?
1: I'll top not up there. You don't think top up there? like, Yeah, top up there. You guess will not there.
0: So here, to finish off, give me your top five for this season then.
1: Top five. Uh, City, Liverpool, Arsenal... Us and either one of either one of Tottenham and ours. Sorry, Tottenham or who else? You just said Spurs wouldn't make it. I saw it is hmm. Chelsea.
0: You have a real thing against Ange at the minute, though, don't you? Because I think he's doing better than Van Hag, So you have a real hatred going on for Tottenham at the minute.
1: No, it's not. It's not the hatred I have against Tottenham or Ange. It's you. Yeah. You are so, oh, anxious, anxious that, oh, and that only certified his job, and he's come in, and you can see his system, and we're what? Two you points behind
0: them at the minute. Oh, 110%. I get where you're coming from, but I think you're going to be very... One of us is going to be proven right, one of us is going to be proven wrong. Absolutely. You think we'll be top four. I personally think United will be mid table come January. I don't see us beating Newcastle with what I've seen tonight. I don't see us beating... We're going to get... I don't think we saw her beat Newcastle. I just don't think we'll beat them, and he needs wins. I don't think we beat Chelsea. And I don't think we beat Liverpool.
1: Liverpool's the only one I'm worried about. That's to be honest.
0: And I think that's that's the beauty of football, like, isn't it? Everybody has different opinions. And you see that's an it. optimism to it, whereas I can't I can't see past Manchester United look pathetic. Um, and, and I honestly believe that. I'm not just saying that as reactionist. I think our football is pathetic. I think it's awful. I have thought it was awful against Luton, Sheffield United, Everton and there tonight. Tonight was a cracking entertaining game. But a game where you can, again, I think, was it Fletcher or Savage said at the end, as a tactical battle tonight, you could pick holes in this, but it's been entertaining. And I thought, yes, because tactically, this is bit shit. And Galatasaray can take it, because at the end of the day, they're Galatasaray. And if they get the, the win or the draw tonight, that's massive for them. But Manchester they were pretty
1: United, deflated at the end.
0: Isn't that indicative, though, of where we're at? That Galatasaray... <laughs> You know, we choose to think that Manchester United should have won that. We're saying we got beat by Ounanna, so we have the right to feel defeated. Where our players were sort of glad to get the game finished, and their players looked devastated. No, we as were if, deflated How as well. did we not beat them? It's probably because both teams were exhausted. How did we not put the chances away to defeat them? They're not good enough.
1: But we had, we had equal chances, Rory. We had equal chances. We had chances at the end. Scott McTominay, with well, that, that shot was inches off. Bruno Fernandes hit the bar. Pellessori... If he had a chipped him, chipped the goalkeeper, it would have been him.
0: Yeah. Win. Although this, look but the, the it's some maybe. Definitely. The fact of it is it's another big game for Orton Hag tonight, it's another fail. That's 0 for 4 this season in big games. Then he goes into another big game against Newcastle, his fifth. He if he goes over five and then plays Chelsea, he goes over six, and then Liverpool 0 for seven. That's not a man that can win the Premier League and Champions League.
1: We'll see where he is at the end of the season.
0: Yeah, hundred and mm, I want him gone in January if he can't You want win. him gone tomorrow? No. Be honest. You oh, don't really? I don't see him. I don't see him as a yeah. Man United manager. No, I think he's... Yeah, it is.
1: And you're not in your own.
0: I think as a, a, a lover of tactics and someone who likes to see entertaining football, I see a junior version of Louis van Gaal destined to fail and playing football that is outdated and boring and is losing to every progressive coach that he comes across including the coach of Galatasaray right tonight, who set his midfield up to outdo Manchester and midfield, and I think he won that ball. And that's my opinion. Yeah, I, I can't think our manager's a big problem. I think our manager's a big problem. I do. And I won't say that I want him out tomorrow because it would cause so much instability. What I want is for Manchester United to go out and play differently against Newcastle and play differently against Chelsea and play differently than they have done previously to tonight than they did tonight I'm not going to see it I can name the team for you that's going to play this weekend I almost named the team tonight I got Marshall for Heuvelin wrong because I thought Heuvelin had a knock but I told you earlier on today and I told Kieran and yourself at the weekend it was always going to be McTominay and Amrabat, good old safe pragmatic Eric Ten Hag with his Harry Maguire and Lindelof duo and in front of the Amrabat and Scott McTominay I can't get past that that will not beat Newcastle it won't and if I can see that I didn't think it would beat Galatasaray right. There we go. If I can see that, how can he not Excuse see me, it? Excuse me,
1: you thought Galatasaray was going to beat us. Yeah, I did. Yeah.
0: I did. Which they almost did. They could have won either way.
1: But it didn't. No, didn't. won it at the end.
0: But we got fuck all from it and now we're out of the Champions League. We
1: got a point. Be positive. We're not out of the Champions League yet, technically.
0: So, I think it takes Copenhagen beating Bayern tonight, doesn't it?
1: No, I think Bayern have to beat Copenhagen. We're in four. Copenhagen's in four. Galatasaray. Ge- task five I think
0: yeah so we need Bayern to beat Copenhagen and then us to beat Bayern yeah okay
1: which we'll be at Huh? Hey? which will be at we'll be
0: at yeah we're we looking for god I don't know I just skipped over to see the Bayern Munich team
1: oh or tell me they haven't um, put a weekend team out
0: <laughs> yeah It's not their full strength team. That's not fair. Hmm? That's not fair. Well, they're through. They've every right to do it. That's what you get for being a good team. But on to the Newcastle game now at the weekend, we will be here to watch it. Ciarán will be back at that stage. Disappointing.
1: I think it's disappointing because of the way the match went tonight. Because we were cruising at 2-0 and then the I think it's the manner of the goals conceded.
0: That has me really, really disappointed. Yeah, do you know, it is a fair point. I am being argumentative. Yeah. Yes, Sandro and Anna did cause issues tonight. But I ultimately think you're going to be disappointed. So it's, inter- it's going to be interesting. We've played Everton, won. The tonight's a loss because he needed to beat Galatasaray. So I'm, I'm holding on to that one. So we're 1-1 now. Newcastle's the next big one. Let's see what happens in the Newcastle game. If Newcastle rip Manchester United apart then I oh, feel justified nice and yeah. but if Manchester United can do what I believe they can do if he is progressive and he is forward thinking and he plays Kobe Menu in a system with Sophie and Amrabat and United are able to retain the ball more I can see your point United are capable of creating chances and scoring goals they just can't win football games because having Scott McComney in the team is not going to help you but we will see against Newcastle who plays We'll throw our team selections up too, because I think we did alright. Oh, well I
1: did horribly.
0: That's optimism over pragmatism. Yeah. I can see where you're coming from. I you know I seen your team and I thought, oh god, I would love that. I would love to see you know, play that way. But then I was born and I picked what I think he would pick. Yeah. And he's born. He's <laughs> Louis Not esque He is he's very safe. And it's cost him game tonight. But yes, folks, we're looking forward to the weekend. No, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs>
1: For, because it is the weekend. <laughs> After seeing
0: that tonight, I'm not. I think I watched oh, I the have. one positive I have for Newcastle. Did New you see
1: anything positive about that game?
0: The goals, thought the goals were very good. Yeah, we
1: scored three goals from yeah. open play. We did, yeah
0: we've been doing that in the Champions League we get
1: hammered by goalkeeping
0: look every time I allow myself to get into your logic and I let you overrule me and I get a bit of positivity we lose to a Newcastle we lose to a City we lose to a Liverpool this boy can't win big games alright So when enough they win, all
1: you just say doom and gloom <laughs> and we will win the rest of the games it's not doom and gloom it is if I
0: see him win against Newcastle I'll have a bit of optimism but I don't have empty optimism as I call it I don't see bullshit and then turn around and go but the next one could be ok Oh, but you've lost to every big game that you played this season. No, 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 but we're going to go this time. It's going to work this time. I can't do that. That's the very
1: definition of optimism. That is. I don't have it. I know. (laughs) I don't.
0: I don't. I don't know if it's the uh, ADHD or whatever it is with me, but I can't take my focus away from shout football and Manchester United play.
1: You are literally black and white, Rory. In two-thirds of the no game. No shades of grey at no, all. No,
0: there's not. I don't see green sprites. I see shape football, but brilliant goals. And that is because United have brilliant players. And when you have brilliant players, you're going to get goals. And there are going to be brilliant goals. And I think for two of the passing moves make for a goal, Scott McTominay goal and the Alejandro Garnacho goal, is really encouraging. But I've seen a Galatasaray team dominate Manchester United midfield. So what optimism am I going to have when the same midfield steps out against the a better midfield of the week?
1: That's the story of the season so far. That domination in midfield by other teams. Yeah. Even the so-called inferior teams. I agree. So that has to be sorted. And I agree with you. I agree. You. <laughs> <laughs> Good, we agree then. We 100% agree. There you go. Is he going to do it? No. No.
0: <laughs> it'll be McTominay and it'll be Emberbad. And Gwimor is and Linton will bully them. And it's going to be really interesting to see if he plays young Lewis Miley at the weekend. Yes. Kobe Mealy was sat on the bench During tonight the and I had to listen to, you know, It's the Occasion and people were texting me and saying, oh, don't be so negative, it's the Occasion. You know, it's, you can't put him on that game. Look at that hostile atmosphere. The park the Prince was rocking last night after PSG fans had assaulted Newcastle fans. Eddie Howe did not think twice about putting his 17-year-old wonder kid in the pitch who played very, very well but are sat on the bench tonight. And he needs to get out of that mould he needs to play the kids if the kids are good enough and Manu and Amrabat is the partnership in them. Yeah, and when the last 20-25 to 25 minutes come that's when you unleash Scott McTominay for the long runs in the box brilliant that so good at getting in there but you relinquish so much control of the game by putting him in there but let's see how we Newcastle goes we'll be back on Friday for a bit of family therapy and catch up on all the stories you
1: looking forward to it? I am buzzing? yep good right. <laughs> enjoy your night comes. bye everyone